Welcome to the Encore Entrepreneur Show, where we break through the online noise, trends, and all those fleeting tactics to bring you business guidance that stands the test of time, has been proven to work, and gives you real-world results so that your entrepreneurial journey is as successful as possible. We believe in building businesses from the inside out using values and validation. Learn how to put values and validation to work in your business by joining our free workshop at EncoreEmpire.com forward slash validate. I'm Deidre Harder, a CPA and business strategist. And I'm Carmen Reed Gilkison, a whole person certified coach and business strategist. We're your guides on the side and hosts of the Encore Entrepreneur Show. Let's get started. As a service-based entrepreneur, are you feeling overwhelmed with all the to-dos? The women who hire Encore Empire have reached a breaking point in their business where they know that something needs to change, but they don't know what. Maybe you're finding yourself working nights and weekends, and that's not what you signed up for. And despite all the extra hours you're putting in, your income isn't increasing. We help you peel the layers back to uncover the root of the problem and not only correct it, but teach you how to avoid falling into the same trap in the future. We help you step into the role of CEO in your business, where you're working on your business, not just in it. If this sounds all too familiar, we invite you to set up a consult call at EncoreEmpire.com forward slash consult. The last time Deidre and I met in person was for a CEO retreat, and it was fabulous. And we were driving in the car and talking about the different lives that we led prior to becoming entrepreneurs. And they are so very different that we thought, you know what, we should probably do an episode about this because truly you don't have to have followed one certain path to become an entrepreneur. And I think our stories will show you that. That's right. And, you know, the interesting thing is, I think one of the things we were talking about is a lot of times we feel like we aren't equipped to be an entrepreneur or we we don't check all the boxes or, you know, who am I to say I'm an expert? And we see this a lot in the clients that we work with. It's this imposter syndrome. And it even happens with people who are got all the credentials, right? And so, in my journey, you know, I went to, I worked my way through college. I was working full time as a young adult and I was doing the nighttime and weekend classes to get my bachelor of arts degree in accounting. And the reason I was doing this is it really wasn't my passion. It really wasn't the thing that I'm like, oh, I want to do taxes for the rest of my life. Like that was not the thing. But what I kept hearing is people were telling me and my parents and, and everyone's like, oh, that's such a good idea to be an accountant because, you know, you're always going to have a good job. And so it was really a very practical decision. And so I decided to just go ahead because, it, you know, it sounded reasonable. And so I got the degree and then I had to do extra classes in order. It was 
basically the equivalent of a master's degree in order to have all the classes I needed to sit for the CPA exam. And so then I had to do all of the studying and take those classes and take the course and take the test and get my degree. And so it, it's like I went through my life thinking this is how I'm going to be successful. You know, I'm doing, I'm taking the path that everyone agrees is the path to take to be successful and to have, you know, a good income and to be able to build wealth. And sometimes I felt like an imposter in the accounting world because I was looking at people and preparing financial statements for people who were making anywhere from three times to 10 times what I was making. And I'm thinking, I know so much more than they do about finance. And here I am making so little compared to them. And that's when I really decided that it was because they were entrepreneurs and I was just working for a wage, basically. Yeah. And I love how you didn't sit there and think, well, oh boy, I want to do taxes, but it was a reasonable decision, right? To, to go into that. And we, and I think, so my story is completely different. And I think we come across the same thing. I happen to think that we are pressured into deciding what we're supposed to be, or who do you want to be when you grow up at way too early of a, an age. And I understand it, but it's kind of like society tries to get you, you know, you're going through school and then now we have to plan out your your future. And it's like, I don't even really know who I am yet. My home life, while it was very good, was also volatile. And so growing up, I was a rebel. I wanted to rebel against what was going on. I couldn't stand being put into a box. And we're talking all the way back to preschool. So funny story in preschool, when the teacher asked all the kids, what do you want to be when you grow up? The kids were saying things like teacher, nurse, doctor, fireman, police officer. And I said, I wanted to be a bird. <laughs> so I have never thought inside the lines. I've never fit in a box and it it's telling in my entire life, but that's what happened. And I ended up dropping out of high school. And that was, oh my gosh, the worst possible thing in my parents' eyes. And I completely could understand what they were saying, you know, but I could not get myself to do it. It was like, you cannot uh, trap me into this thing. I wanted to go explore life. And the funny thing is that even through that, I became extremely successful in corporate, making six figures, all of that stuff without a college degree and as a high school dropout. And that's something that's not really necessarily easy for me to share, but I think it's important for me to share it because it's something that's common to many entrepreneurs, you know, Richard Branson, there's all kinds of famous entrepreneurs who dropped out of high school. And it kind of lends itself to the fact that we don't fit into a box and but it doesn't mean that you also have to be this rebel to be an entrepreneur. You can be a rule follower. And I think, Deirdre, what we were talking about in the car, and I'd love for you to share more of your story. You know, I was like a rule breaker and Deirdre was a rule follower. And yet both of our paths led to where we are as co-founders of Encore Empire in this amazing business that we get to run and help women live out their dreams. Yeah, that was it. Yeah, I was rule follower extraordinaire. I was the straight A student. I was the one who 
never got in trouble, you know, and, and like to this day, you know, it's, it's just kind of, I think we all have parts to our personality. And to this day, my husband, he kind of makes fun of me because when we're in a parking lot and I'm driving, you know how you're supposed to drive down the lane and you're not supposed to cut across the whole parking lot, you know, even if it's empty and there's parking spaces. Well, I will not do it. <laughs> I will, even if there's nobody there, I will drive straight down the line and make the turn and come up the next lane. And he's like, just cut across. I'm like, no, because that is, you're not supposed to do that. So <laughs> um, that's kind of been a theme throughout my entire life. And yet I did have a rebel, a rebellion street, Carmen. You know, it came out, my mom will tell you that it started when I was 12 because I decided that I was going to dress to impress. And so I was wearing I would borrow her clothes all the time. I was wearing high heels to school in middle school. And one of the things that I did every day was I was putting on a ton of makeup. Like that was my thing. And I remember coming down the stairs in the morning to go to school. And there she was waiting to inspect me. And she would take one look at me and she goes, young lady, go up the, go back up those stairs and take off half that makeup. So I would stomp up the stairs, <laughs> go to the bathroom, take off half the makeup throw the, throw it in my purse so that I could just reapply what I got. To school. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty common. I remember that kind of stuff as well. And, you know, my uh, disenchantment with school had nothing to do with my ability to learn. So I also was a straight A student. I just could not stand it. And especially when I got into middle school and high school and all the clickiness, I just, it was like the biggest waste of my time, I thought. And I, I just couldn't do it. But then fast forward to later in my life and this time of, in my life, for example, education is so important to me to move myself forward, but it's education on my terms and I get to create my life based on how I want to do it. And I think I always wanted to do that. And I never knew how, because society is always telling you, you have to do this. And if you're not this, or you don't have a degree, or you didn't get straight A's, or you didn't go to the prom or, you know, enter thing here that you were supposed to do, quote unquote, according to what everyone in society says, then you're not going to make it. And I just always thought it was a bunch of hooey. <laughs> I didn't appreciate someone trying to tell me what I was going to have to do. And I certainly did not know how to figure out what I wanted to be when I grew up. So really, I kind of just drifted around and had jobs, many different jobs. I, we had a business, my girlfriend and I had a, a cleaning business at one time. And finally I relented and decided to become a hairstylist. I got on a waiting list. There was a waiting list for the term that I wanted to, to join. And that was kind of my meet my parents halfway. And that turned out to be a really great thing because when you're a hairstylist, I'll tell you, you learn some people skills. You are working directly one-on-one -on -one on another human being's head. <laughs> and you, in the beginning, as with anything else, you make mistakes. So it's a very huge education in how to handle yourself, how to accommodate, and how to handle making mistakes with people one-on-one. -on -one. And that, I think, really served me well as I moved forward trying to figure out who did I want to be when I grew up. You know, and one of the things that we, when we started our business, when we got together, we both realized that we discount our own experiences as women in general. And we had the tagline, 
of experience elevates everything. And I think that's really what we're talking about here. Like it doesn't matter. You don't have to have a particular kind of experience. Everybody's is different. And as we get older, and one of the reasons that we love working with women who are over 40 in building their businesses is because all the experience we have throughout our life, all these things that at the time are seemingly not important, or we have no idea how this could serve us in the future, it does. And when we get to a certain age, we begin to recognize it. And, you know, I think sometimes I almost was at a disadvantage because of the path I took, because of all the formal education that I had, it really limited me in being able to think creatively or to think or to recognize things. And like, I fortunately was obsessed with personal development throughout my entire life. I remember listening to Tony Robbins when I was 18 years old, <laughs> while my girlfriends were, you know, probably reading a romance novel, I'm listening to Tony Robbins. And that education served me so much better. Not that my formal education didn't, it had a purpose and I learned a skill and I learned, you know, the, all of the financial things that you need to know in order to prepare tax returns and financial statements. So it has served me well. But for the time and effort spent, Carmen, I think sometimes when I hear your story and I hear of the richness of all of your experiences, that served you, probably propelled you forward faster than mine did. Possibly. You know, it's like, how do you ever know? And at the same time, I, I know that people judged me for my actions and my lack of following the rules. And, you know, perhaps someone listening, listening to this episode is going to judge me as well. But luckily, once we hit a certain age, <laughs> I don't really worry about what other people think of me. I know my self value and my self worth. And, and I think that that's a, that's a good point though. And, you know, just like you, I sometimes think, man, I wonder what, what would have happened or how far would I have gone if I had buckled down and gotten into studying and learning about or tapping into how great it feels to achieve at an earlier age. But honestly, it was not in my DNA. I could not do it. I couldn't even force myself to do it. My parents luckily had, had money when I was growing up. And my dad even said, if you graduate from high school, I will buy you a new car. And even that wasn't enough. And cars were a big deal to me back then, but it was like a, it's, it's kind of like an inner guidance. And I don't want to say that it's necessarily the right thing. Did I do the right thing or not? I mean, it worked out for me, but it was me following my inner guidance. It was just like, it was oil and water. If I was trying to fit in and do that stuff, it absolutely did not feel right. And it wasn't just a teenage angst thing because this lasted well into my twenties. So it's just was my personality and it, it has served me well and I'm grateful for it. But you know, you always wonder what would it have been like if you took the path that you didn't take? So I can say the same to you, Deidre, as I think about, wow, what if I had done X, Y, or Z? You know, what if I had been more scholarly? What if I had gotten a degree? And, and sometimes I'll hear stories about these people who are like 27 and they're already doctors. And I'm thinking, my gosh, at 27, I was, I don't, don't, didn't know what I was going to do still, you know? So I don't know what it is. It's just, I don't know if it's a maturity thing, if it's an exploration thing, if it's whatever it is, but 
the point of this whole episode is to showcase that there is no one right way to live your life. Like, let's do away with that. You know, let's do away with the pressure. Of course, people should be able to support themselves in life. And we want people to be productive. And I always have wanted to be productive. And I always have been employed. And I always have supported myself. So that's not it. And after my parents lost all their money, because during a recession years ago, that happened. So it's not like, you know, we had money for a time, but it's not like I lived off what my parents did either. I have been responsible and supported myself this whole time. And so there are ways to do it. But I think the most important thing is if you are like, honestly, when I was 27, I still didn't know quote unquote, what I wanted to be when I grew up. And if you're there and you're thinking, oh my gosh, I'm such a loser because all my friends know what they're doing or they're getting married and having babies. And I don't know. It's, it's hard to understand. And you don't get that objectivity until you live your life longer, but there's nothing wrong with not knowing what you want at age 27, 37 or 47. Like, look at us, you know, my big awakening at midlife came when I was 50. And the best part of my life is now, honestly, and everything prior did help. And just like Deidre said, you know, experience elevates everything. So everything that you do is accumulating and helping you, but there is no right or wrong. Yeah. And one of the things that when Carmen and I met one another, the the thread that really pulled us together initially was this desire to help women who wanted to build a business who were building a business who were growing their business to really embrace their entire experience and and to see it in a different light and how it is supporting them now and to break through all of the the molds and the you know, you should be doing this and you should have done that. And all of the, it's the would have, should have, and could have. And we really have to let go of that. And we have to say, I am here now. And what can I do going forward? Because I think when we get to midlife, we are kind of faced with two paths. We can either go the route of this is going to be the most powerful time of my life. And I am going to take advantage and, you know, and live and enjoy every moment of it. Or we can go down the path of, you know, I've made so many mistakes in my life and I didn't, I, I didn't think I'd end up here. And, you know, and we kind of get stuck there and we don't look at all of the opportunity and look at our entire path to this place as it all needed to happen for us to be who we are and to be where we are. That's right. And I would like to ask, made mistakes according to who? I think that's the biggest question that in my life, people could say that you're doing it wrong. Well, according to who? According to you or according to me? It's your life. And I know that some people don't have the courage to step out of bounds like that. And I feel like it's it's a shame because when you step out of bounds, you gain more courage. And I think that's one of the reasons why we love working with entrepreneurs so much is because to be an entrepreneur, it means you are willing to push the boundaries. You're willing to push yourself outside of your comfort zone. And essentially, that's kind of what I got comfortable with early on, where it takes a lot of people a lot longer to get there. But it doesn't matter because once you're there and you're able to push yourself out of your comfort zone and you're able to look at things a little more objectively and say, Aunt Sarah thinks that 
I was wrong for what I did back when I was 20. And then by the time you're 50, you're like, who cares? <laughs> and was I wrong? It was maybe according to Aunt Sarah. And same with in my in my family, some people look at me and they may say that, you know, Carmen did it all wrong, but I'm here living a profitable, joyful, wonderful life doing exactly what I want to do. And a lot of them aren't. And so I'm super grateful, Deidre, that you broke the mold and broke out of that whole corporate thing and had the courage to become an entrepreneur because otherwise I wouldn't have met you and we wouldn't be doing this great thing called Encore Empire. That's right. And, you know, I kind of had the same moment, you know, when you said your father was going to pay you to stay in school. I think my parents actually, they probably thought the same thing when I decided to become an entrepreneur. I think they really wanted to just pay me. I, I could see the look in their eyes like, are you insane? Like, you know, you have a steady job, you have a good career, you can be there forever. But what they didn't understand, and no one does. And when you're an entrepreneur, this is why we feel community is so important and why we have, we're always promoting community. And we have a Facebook group. If, if you haven't joined us yet, we would invite you to join us there because anyone who's not an entrepreneur, they just don't get it usually. And if you are leaving a career or leaving a job to go and create something out of nothing, which is generally what entrepreneurship is all about, people will look at you and think you are out of your mind <laughs> and they just don't get it. That's 100% true. And you know, the funny thing is I was thinking the other day, this is so weird that I've never made this connection, but my father was an entrepreneur. He was a founder of a company that got bought out by Xerox. He was one of five founders and that is the company that actually got him to be a millionaire at one point. And his story is fascinating anyway, but I'm not going to go down that road. But the other day I was thinking Deirdre, about the fact that he was an entrepreneur and I never made the connection with that. And he was, he was the marketer in that company and they got so good that they got bought up, bought out by Xerox. So it's interesting because he had that, that gene. I have that gene. But when you also think back to when we grew up, and so the women that we help were all, you know, over 40. And our parents lived in such a very different time as happens with every generation. But it was so much less common for someone to break out of a mold. And I think, you know, our generation being the children and every generation going forward is breaking the mold even more. And I just love to see that because I think the mold sometimes can be the problem. Yep, that is exactly right. And so we really want to share our stories. I know I've heard a lot of ladies I've been talking to are like, we love it when we hear your stories because we want you to know that no matter what it looks like on the surface, when you're looking at somebody else's business and you might get into comparisonitis, right? You think, oh my gosh, they're doing something. I don't, I don't know if I can ever do that. Or mine doesn't look like theirs. There's always the real story behind it. And there's real people behind it. And just because you didn't have a certain upbringing or a certain education or a certain kind of job, it doesn't make any difference. As long as you have a desire in your heart and you want to share that gift that you have, and we all have our gifts, when you want to bring that out into the world and share it with those you know you can help, 
and make their lives or businesses better. That's all that you really need because you have gotten what you need to get to this point. And that's why we love coaching women because you have these gifts, you have these talents, but maybe it's not in the business, right? It's not the, you don't have the business of business experience. And that's what we bring. And Carmen and I have been able to grow a business that we love so much and it lights us up every day. We both like can't wait to get up every morning and because we know we're making such a difference in the world and we want everyone to experience what that is. And it, it I will say it has been so much greater because Carmen and I partnered together. We were each doing this on our own as entrepreneurs. And when we got together and partnered in this company, it just it just became 10 times better. And we know it's hard to find that synergy with another person. And we built Encore Empire to be the silent business partners that are so hard to find. That's right. It, and it's our mission to, to be that for you because we did spend years and years. I mean, both of us had our own separate businesses and we came together and decided to do this joint venture. But before that, we experienced all the same things that you are. And the cool thing is that we've got the experience and some of our clients, we hear from them. I love your age because they know that we've experienced a lot of the things and they will, they might be freaked out about something, but Deidre and I, if I haven't experienced it, Deidre has, and if she hasn't, I have. So with the two of us coming together, we really are a great uh, resource to help our clients. And as Deidre mentioned, you know, community is one of the most important values that we hold. And so our Facebook group is the Empire of Unstoppable Women. We invite you to join us there. And we would love to see you there. And, and you can take advantage of all of our resources and our free training every Tuesday. Thank you for tuning in today. We hope you enjoyed this episode of the Encore Entrepreneur. Can you do us a favor? It will help us if you would please subscribe to the show, leave a review, and share it with your friends. Our goal with this podcast is to bring you the real talk about how to be successful without compromising your values, and we need your help to spread the word.